This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. All right, ask away. Let's go. Let's do it. That's how you want to start this. Yeah. You just want to go, go right to this Outdoorsman podcast? Is yeah, why you not? Want? You wanted to ask. I was excited to tell you. I oh, we got inside baseball, too, today. Yes, we do. Oh, good. I can't start with inside baseball. Uh, I don't. When I was listening to Wyatt Teller, I tried to put myself in a position that is so foreign to me. It's not that I don't know people, you know, my whole life that have been around me that have hunted, right? And I've never been like a staunch anti-hunting. I've just been like, all right, not my thing. I, I, I could tell there's obviously a lot of skill. I remember years ago, like a decade ago, listening to Joe Rogan, and he would talk about archery and 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 going out and hunting with the what is it called the the bow crossbow the the crossbow and it seemed really hard it seemed insanely hard it is it also seemed like yeah you're actually giving the the animal a chance oh yeah giving them a real chance oh yeah so that intrigued me uh i think it's just in the end i feel too bad like if you've ever been around a deer that's been hit by a car and they're bellowing and you're just like oh it yeah, sounds part so of that sad too, too. yeah it sounds so sad and so i couldn't i'll never be the guy that's going to go out and hunt but I, I i understand that there is a lot of reason that we need to make sure to control deer population because i grew up on the east side and they it, love it's, to bang it, it's it, that season uh it's it's scary it's scary driving down river road deer deer. congratulations on all their success uh, going through Hunting Valley, mm. Pepper Pike, out in uh, Gates Mills and Chesterland. And you ever hit a deer? I haven't, but I've seen. I've I hit one. I hit one on the way to the station once. Scary as hell. Uh, it was terrible. Scary Felt as bad. hell. And then when they get caught in the car, my God, my God, they're just they're just they're just so spastic and anything could happen. So I'm not against it. I'm just curious about the obsession with it, and I'm not even talking about the people that go to Africa and without a without. The, That's you know yeah. the, they always seem to be dentists. Why is it always dentists? I don't know. I don't know. It's always some weirdo. I, <laughs> and that, they pose with the big, big like, cuddly listen, lion, like the endangered species and all that yeah. stuff. It's like, what are you doing? But like, 
you can always and, and not, listen. Not everything's going to be perfectly great for everybody, you know. Like, how oh, you drive a truck? Why do you drive a truck? Right. Oh, here we go. Um, why do you fly private? Why <laughs> that you're not going to make everybody happy? Uh, I have I've come to enjoy it. I'm more of a gentlemanly uh, type of uh, outdoorsman when it comes to that. I told you I do not like I like being on a boat and fishing in a lake, and I do enjoy being out in the woods. I hate camping, and I will not camp if I can help it. I don't like campers. I don't like uh, – the people are fine. Uh, I don't want to own one. I think it's just another thing that I have to clean, and, you know, it's like everything's smaller, and I'm not really good in small places. Uh, I don't I, – I just think it's a – like, why am I going to go camp? It's just a reason to wake up with a cold. I'm just going to wake stuffed up. Mm-hmm. What's the point? I'm going to go – like, that's why we created you're houses. Get, you're going to get a bad night's sleep. Yeah, that's why we created houses. So we have a roof over our head and, you know, the possibility of heat and all the other things. I don't like camping. I never have and I never will. And so I'm fine in the woods in the dark. I'm fine in the woods in the day. I'm not going to spend the night in the woods. It's just not going to happen. I don't want to. You're and not going to go glamping either? No. That's – just pointless to me. That's the what's the point? If you got a cabin, I'll go stay in your cabin. You okay, know, that's cool. But I'm not. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna camp. But I've had opportunities to it because of the you know. Oh, okay. I'm like, no. There's no point. What's the point of that? And then I got to leave camp. Got to set that up, break that down. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to do any of it. It's just not fun for me. But everything else, I'm down with. Um, there is I I just have enjoyed it and it's something that I've I've really started to pick up over the last few years. Um, I did it a couple times when I was a very small kid when I was like six, seven, eight. Uh, this is weird. My uh, my aunt's boyfriend uh, would take us out, and uh, you know it was an early morning, but you know little kids. I had no problem waking up early. I was a little kid, and so that was cool. And it was like that was kind of fun. And then. Um, his name was Greg. Good dude. Uh, she didn't marry him. Uh, stupid call by her. But either way, um, that was fun. And I remember the one time I, I told you I told you this, the story, where my grandparents lived. So my grandparents lived in Jackson Township. And they had in their garage, like they had a connected garage and all that stuff. And I remember one time I went over there and they had just got back from a hunting trip. And they thought it would scare the hell out of me. Because my grandfather had an engine hoist, the one I don't like. Uh, he had an engine hoist. At the time, I liked him. Uh, he had an engine hoist in his garage. And so, you know, you, I think you know where I'm going with mm-hmm. this. I mean, I've told you this before. So, they 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 harvested a deer, and they picked, they held it up to drain the deer mm-hmm. with the engine hoist. They were basically going to gut the deer yeah. and process it themselves. And so, when they, they picked it up by the engine hoist, well, it's hanging by the engine hoist. And I'm five years old. And I came over to the house, and they're like, don't open up the garage door. And my aunt's boyfriend was like, let him open up the garage door. <laughs> and I op- they thought I was going to be horrified. And I'll ne- this is probably they probably thought I was a serial killer. I opened up the garage door, and I remember looking out. I'll never forget seeing it. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went out there, and I walked around it and circled it. I, see- I saw it like. Like, this is amazing. I just, I'll never forget. And then I kept opening up the garage door to look at the deer. And I think I creeped everybody out. I just kept opening. I'm like, that's amazing. There's a deer in there. It's dead. And they're going to, and sure as hell, they all, they brought over a bunch of stuff. 
guy in a truck came over. He had all this stuff, and they just wheeled it in there. And <clears throat> felt like a couple hours later, that was it. And the deer was processed. Everything was in the garbage that needed to be in the garbage, and away they went. And that was it. And then they 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 actually, um, I think it was like twelve point, and they did mm-hmm. they they stuffed you know they mounted the head and everything like that. So, um, I, did you eat? Yeah, yeah, I had deer. It was great. Uh, it's it's it tastes like chicken. It tastes like deer. It tastes good. Um, I but I you know because my dad's not a hunter, and my grandfather, my dad's side is not a hunter, and my buddies honestly weren't really big hunters growing up, and they you know they went with their dads and their uncles. It was kind of like a family thing. My buddy Jake got into it. His dad was not a hunter. He, he Jake was a fisherman, and so Jake and I would we'd all go we all go fishing. And Jake got into hunting, and just by osmosis, I'm just like, man, I bet sitting in the woods is kind of a good time. And sure as hell it is. I just, I so during like gun season, uh, after you know, in the afternoon. He'll what are we off. talking? When when is this permitted? Uh, usually first week of December. Like I, I think my first day is going to be December fourth. I gotta, I gotta check the date. It's coming up here very soon. Very soon. Like I know guys who've taken off the week and they go yeah. like on big trips with their family. I, people get uh, taken out of school. Yeah, so down in West Virginia, that oh was yeah. a thing. My buddy Danny used to, and Danny would not be like a hunter, and he he would go with his grandpa, grandpa, and everything, and they go and they hunt. Um, I I just enjoy, I enjoy the silence, you know, because you can't listen to podcasts, and you don't. the The beauty of it is I don't do it often. I do it once a one week out of the year. And I do it a few days during that week. And, you know, there are times where, and I, you know, it, it's, it sucks because there's sometimes you don't see one. There's sometimes you don't get a good shot off. Um, last year, I did not even, I did not even take the safety off. <laughs> I didn't take the safety off. I saw a couple. How long were you outside? Oh, God. I was outside. So. And what was the weather? Two years ago. It's, it's usually pretty good. Two years ago. I go out. Can't believe I'm telling this on air. I never th- see. This is the beauty of this podcast. So two years ago, I go out. We're out, and I'm not going to tell anybody where. But it was it was actually it was public land, which I got a couple of connections from, from some private land. But it's like, eh, people. And there again, it's different from everything. It's not like you can go shoot hoops at someone's house. Like it's a different thing. And if the word gets out, everybody wants to try to hunt that land, and then all of a sudden you got public land instead of private land. <laughs> So you got to be careful about that sort of thing. But we went, we were on public land, went out there. We have this really nice tract that it seems that everybody seems to forget about. And that's why I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want anybody using it. This is hilarious that this is something that you have to keep a secret. Yeah. Like if you, oh yeah, it, like if there's this amazing restaurant, but you don't want to tell people about it because yeah. all of a sudden oh, yeah. c- celebrities are big on this. Mm-hmm. They always talk about in L.A., there are all these restaurants that that should be bigger than they are. They're like, we don't tell anybody where we go because if we tell anybody, yep. if we tell anybody, then we don't want to go there anymore. They'll be there. <laughs> and there's some about like the sun going down. Is that's a nice thing. You're in the middle of the woods, and that's that's fun. There's nothing better than life waking up, the sun coming up, late fall, early winter, the crunch of the leaves, just being out there, seeing Ohio in its natural. Ha- I mean, this is. You're looking into these woods, these deep woods, and you're seeing like what Ohio the frontier. was. Yeah, you might as well be in in 1737 mm-hmm. at that moment. You might as well be there, even though you got all this high tech stuff. Depending on who you are, um, it's right there, and it's just so fun to see life start to come alive. 
and to start to see that knowing that there's a feeling like your 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 adrenaline's running a little bit because there's anticipation of seeing something because your eyes are always peeled. And so like the first <clears throat> the first time I went out with my buddy Jake, this was just a couple years ago, a few years ago now. I just sat there and 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 I I found myself a good spot, went deep into the woods, and it's kind of a hike, like kind of got to walk. I mean, it's a it's a hike. You did not want to walk at Notre Dame's campus, so I don't I don't know how that would be. Uh, well, I I just had to use the bathroom at Notre Dame. I didn't. I mean, if they would have been like, Ken, here's a gun, you're gonna shoot a deer right here on Notre Dame's campus. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so I sat out there and I sat out there for a few hours. I didn't think I was gonna. It, it kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'm not gonna see anything. And my buddy Jake, Jake's ran marathons. Jake was, uh, Jake's done two tours. Walking, hiking, running is nothing for Jake. I mean, he runs, he runs like a deer. And he's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go kick him up and I'm going to try to push him this way and we'll see what you, we'll see what we can get here. And so he will, he'll go, I mean, he'll go a mile down the road, come back through. And so I'm sitting there, no big damn deal. And you keep hearing, rustling because it's the woods and there's remember all the leaves have fallen so anytime there's movement on the ground you're gonna hear leaves right so you hear this rustling and you're looking around going, <gasps> and there's it's like a squirrel it's a the, mm -hmm. whatever you know i see you see squirrels you see a lot of a lot of squirrels birds yeah. hippopotamus um hippos the, those type of things so right when i like kind of put my guard down I heard a rustling, and I look off to my right, and holy Jesus, there she is. And at the at the moment when you first go, you're going, I'm only shooting bucks. Yeah, you're out there for three hours. You're going to shoot at anything that looks like a deer. So I'm out there, and I see her, and she's big, but she ain't that big. But I'm going, well, I've been out here. I'm going to go take – I'm going to get my sights on her. By the way, what about – Get some meat in the fridge. What about what? the babies? The freezer. What about the babies? Oh, yeah, I don't – no. So you don't shoot there. There's an honor, Last year, honor among you well, that you don't go after. Dep it depends. It depends. It depends with some people. I okay. don't know. I'm not judging. But, you know, some people are like, meet in the freezers, meet in the freezer, whatever. But I had one basically 10 feet away last year, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Wow. It was like I, I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm a big guy holding good. Like, come on, seriously. But – that year, I'll never forget this. So I, I turned and I see it and I go, oh, man, I had this great spot. I mean, I got these these fallen branches and I had a great spot to, you know, rest the uh, rest the gun on. And I take the safety off. And the whole time you're telling yourself, patience, 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 patience. Because they can't see you. They're, they're looking right at you. They can't see they you. They really well. can't. Their eyesight is not good. But they can smell you and they can hear you. Now, do you have the deer you-know-what all over you at this no, point? Or no, no, because this isn't bow season. So oh. gun season, it, like it, it, when they're in the – like this is what makes bow hunting so hard. They got to be real close. They got to be real close. Like you can't – at 50 yards, no, it's kind of no tough. Chance. Unless yeah. you're a really good shot. But like there's people – I know a guy who's actually in this building who got one like basically from you to me. I mean, they'll get real close. You got to be careful. Oh, my God. I would think if I, if I fired but, or if I shot one of those – then they're not going to die on impact. No, and this is why you got to get up in the trees. Oh, you got to get up there because they're in the rut and they're aggressive because they're looking to, um, yeah, you know, knock boots. And so everything is just a target. They're hungry. They're in a rut. They get these. I mean, they 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 do become very aggressive animals. And so you kind of got to get up on the air because they can't, you know, get you up there. And so that's not very good for a guy my size. So I tend to stick to <laughs> gun season. So she came walking, and I'm sitting there going, patience. 
and I take the safety off. Like I, I remember I took the safety off, and you could hear she could hear the click. I know she could hear the click of the, of the safety because she popped over and like looked over, and I'm just controlling my breathing. And I go, if she moves five feet to the right, I'm taking this. She moves five feet to the right. I aim. I fire. Ha-boom! And she turns. I'll never get the neck muscles on her. She turns and goes hauling ass at like a 60-degree angle off to my left. And when she goes hauling ass, all of a sudden, I can't believe I didn't see him. This huge set of antlers pops oh up God. out of the tall grass, and that some bitch had to be sitting there. And he just takes off right after. I reload. I fire a hail mary off. I got nothing. And how fast do they? They they're gone they in truck? a flash. They're yeah. gone in a flash. And my buddy texts me. My buddy Jake, and he's like, "That sounded close." And I text him. I go, "That was me." And we tracked. I go, "I Jake, I don't think I got her. I think I missed. I think I might have because it was still like I I go back on it now and I go." You should have still waited ten more feet. She might have came closer. If you would have had more, if I'd have had more patience, I'd yeah. Have but got you her. get greedy, right? You do because you're afraid you're going to mess it up, and then you're not even going to get a shot off. And I actually do stick to the book because I don't want to be cited for anything. And who knows if you, if the Rangers a listener or something like that? Like you're supposed to have a plug in. You're not supposed to have more than I think three rounds. Uh, two in the you know two in the uh, one in the pipe and two you know in the barrel. Um, so there's there, but then you hear you just when you're on public land you just hear haboom 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 and I'm going you do not have your plug in because you can hear them but guys they just don't care. So that was the end of that one. Last year we had some really bad weather here and there. Like the, uh, the first night out was great. The second and third night out was really wet. That Saturday morning was really wet, and then it dried up. This is when I had to go take a dump out in the woods. Um, <laughs> just hung it over the hung it over the tree, and uh, it was kind of tough that day because I want to go earlier. It, there's no good morning to do it, just because the last Saturday of gun season, even though there's an extra day of gun season later, but that's when everybody's out. They're throwing hail marys left and right. I think it's kind of dangerous. I mean, I was going to ask you how dangerous that is. Like how. How are you? Well, I know I know that the likelihood yeah. is so small, but you know there are stories all the time. Well, this is oh, it's a God, big country. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. And I mean, you heard Bobby Knight, yeah. and obviously the the Dick Cheney, yep. even though that was uh, you know Dick Cheney's was um, was bird. bird. Uh, with with that, I mean, you just I am so I'm overly careful about that, and I know some people are uneasy about this conversation. I'm very careful about that. You never sweep the barrel across anybody. You always treat every every firearm as if it's loaded, um, no matter what. Like, you can check and check and check and check and check and check and check. And I treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Um, I'm very careful about that. And the thing is, what so many people, they think, and they don't realize, is that you're accountable for every shot you take wherever it lands. You're the one accountable for it. You're the one responsible for it. So if I fire into the woods at deer, at a deer, I'm going to miss. I have to know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if I know Jake's down yonder and he's in that general vicinity and I know I might see orange out there, you ain't taking that shot because you don't know what's going to happen. So let me guess. My first night out doing this, my first day out doing this with you, uh, we're going to be close together. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my buddy Jake was a little nervous the first time out because like, right. I, 
I'm very serious about certain things, but we don't talk about that all the time. And my buddy Jake, he, you know, he was in the army. How do you coordinate? All... How do you coordinate that without making noise? As far as what? So, like, hey, where are you? Oh, you te- you can text okay. each other. Um, and I ne- I will never go out in the woods alone. I always have somebody with me. It's usually Jake. Uh, I'll never go out and do that just because you never know what's going to happen. You know, because you, you again, you're looking around. It's not just sitting in the woods. I got to check the trees. Are there any widow makers around here? Is there anything? Because you'll hear you'll hear trees fall. You'll hear trees fall. Oh yeah, trees have fallen every every day out. I've gone. I've heard something crash somewhere. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Really? So you kind of got to look around and see anything leaning. Because remember, it's it's fall, so it's late fall, so things are dying. And depending on the wind, things like that, things fall all over all the time. You got to be careful about all that stuff. That's why you can't. I don't. I don't listen to anything but the woods because you never know when something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very careful about that. Jake's very careful about that. And that's why you kind of pick your buddies to who you – because you, you rely on each other a little bit for safety. I always carry something extra just in case if – you know, because they don't – again, they don't pass away instantly. They don't just lay down and give you a nod and go away. Like they, it's not like the movies. Yeah, they run off. They'll do they, – usually they run off somewhere else and try to escape. They don't know yet. Um, or they can come right after you, and you got to be careful with something like that. Oh so, my God, that would be the end of my experience. Usually, you carry something with you because you can't just reload and stick it right there. That can be a scary scenario. Like you got to, th- you, you just think of all that stuff. And what makes you know what makes a good person with you is that that you kind of know what's going on. You just got to think of all the different scenarios, and that's why I kind of do get nervous about public land. Because I think of that stuff, but I, I don't trust – I don't know these people. I don't trust anybody else. And there's t- – it just sucks. Like, I remember last year there was a Saturday we went out. It's like you just saw a person in orange. Like, we must – I made a joke. I go, Jake, Jesus Christ, we might as well be the British Army over here. Like, what are we doing? Or we're just we, – we, we, we might as well go elbow to elbow and load muskets. <laughs> I go, what the hell is this? He goes, yeah, this is as bad as I've ever seen it. And then we – because we wanted to hunt a couple of different spots because we were public last year because I didn't want to drive all the way out to Crawford County or wherever. Um, and that was a bit, <coughs> excuse me, a cough right into the mic. That I'd was a bad call. F- I'd feel like people are shooting at me every which way <laughs> if there's people all scattered around. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's such a big, it's a big area. It's a very big area. You just have to hope everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, basically, basically. I mean, you think about it, it we do this, we do this a lot of times. We do this, we do this when we're driving. I, if I'm driving down one side of the road and you're driving down the other, I'm just relying on you to know what you're doing mm-hmm. driving. So, you know, that's when you think about it like that, it, it tends to calm me down because there's a lot of common sense with it. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. But, yep, that's it. So there you go. That's what you get. So I don't think you're going to go. You would never go. I mean, you can. You, you got If you're going to do it, you do it right. Well, you've seen me just at cold tailgate parties going, oh, I'd rather be anywhere in the world. It's but not here. that. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. No. I, it's never – it's early December. Um, one morning was one morning was like eleven degrees for whatever reason. Oof. But usually you're talking next in a few weeks, mid twenties in the early morning warms up to like thirties and forties. I mean, one day I was out there and one day I was out there in just a hoodie, mm-hmm. uh, and and in the afternoon I was out there in just a hoodie. And it's just damn. It's it's just it's. You're just out there, and it's everything's quiet, and you just you feel the silence of it. And it's just a fantastic, fantastic feeling. Bring a couple sandwiches with you. Um. Yeah. What do I? 
What do I bring? Because I don't like to bring, like, anything in a bag because the bag rustles. So you kind of got to be and careful. Just that little bit that. of noise. And honestly, I don't because you, you, people don't believe this. They just think I'm a food craze maniac and eat every single minute of the day. I go very long times without eating at certain – like, okay, like Friday night touchdown, I eat at noon. I will not eat again until after midnight because <laughs> I don't want to go on full. I don't want to feel bogged down at 1130 at night. So, like, Friday night touchdown, I'm telling you every Friday, I'll eat at noon, and I will not eat until later on until mm. midnight. And for those things, I don't like to eat the night before because I don't want to have the poops when I wake up. I can say that on this podcast. And then uh, even though last year I kind of had – I remember I did have the Taco Bell. And the well, I remember that, bed. yeah. And then um, <laughs> I don't like – I just don't want to sit there and, and be eating. I don't like to get stuff on my fingers and then touch other things. I'm kind of a – I have no problem getting my hands dirty on things like that, but I just don't want to get it all over my equipment. And I, I do. I, I really um, – I like to take care of my um, firearms, and so I don't want to get anything on them or anything like that. So that's where that is. This whole world's fascinating to me. It really is because just in listening to Wyatt Teller, just listening to how passionate he was about this, and I was joking on the air about this was a factor in him returning to the Browns, but <laughs> but clearly, clearly it means enough to him. It's obviously something he's been doing since he's been a kid. Yeah. Because how many people just pick this up at the age of 40? Probably not a lot. I mean, I'm 35. I started doing it like really in earnest when I was 32, 31. Now, are there, there are there any kind of hunters that you, you – the people that go after deer are like, oh, really? That's what you go after? That's what you're into? Um, you, you okay, thumb your if, nose. You, if you're talking like fishing and stuff like that. Yeah, like, anything, uh, yeah. Like when we go fishing, my buddies will – my buddies will roll their eyes at the Amish who are out there doing it. Okay, why? It's kind of disgusting because they catch everything and they put it in a grinder and they make something called fish meal. Ugh, so it's like what? bones and all. Oh, what? Yeah. Now they th- sometimes they eat it uh, or put they that use in my, it to uh, put that in my Nutribullet. They can fe- they use they will feed uh they'll f- depending on what they're doing if they're hungry enough they'll just eat it or they'll feed it to their um mm-hmm. whatever and they'll go out there and do it and it's like anything like we catch bass and release. They will uh, – carp. Carp's always like a nuisance yeah, fish. Yeah. Um, plus, it's just such a pain in the ass to get rid of because you got to get the damn thing on the boat. They're so damn ugly and all that other stuff. But um, um, I would say my buddy would tell you better. Again, I'm still a novice in a lot of ways. There is – there's no real code to it. I just – I don't like – I actually got stopped last year – uh, by a ranger who he just was like, ah, oh, just looking at you. I figured you were good, but I had to check because I guess there was like some illegal hunt poaching, I guess, technically okay. going on. Uh, that type of thing. It's like, you know, that part of the part of the fun of doing it is weird. Like part of the fun of having it is having the responsibility, like having the responsibility to um, to clean up after yourself, to conserve uh, the environment, which we have uh, that type of thing, because there is there is something that's, you know, this is. You know, I, I'm out there with a with a shotgun, and there an, those are animals. Obviously, I have an advantage there. I, I get that, but also there's a thing of you know you really need to respect the animal you're 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 gonna you're gonna hopefully harvest, and you need to do right by the animal. You need to do right by the environment. You need to do right by the state that's letting you do it. And so I think part of that is the responsibility of 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 knowing that you've left 
while you've taken, you've still left it in a good spot and everything is of order of where you're supposed to be. So that's part of the fun. So anybody who doesn't respect that process is always going to be a problem. Um, <clears throat> again, I am not into – you can tell which ones were just born and you can tell which ones are mm – -hmm. like at last like last year I did. I saw another doe. I seen a couple of bucks and you, I just didn't get shots on them. But you see, you see the doe, and God, one was just the size of a Buick, and they're just too far off. And I just don't believe in, especially now with like you can talk about ammo prices and stuff like that. But you know, firing willy nilly off into the woods is just a dangerous proposition, especially on public land. And again, you just don't know where that's going to land. You just don't know what's going to happen. But you do, you you hear it off into the distance, and you wonder one, did they get them, or two. Is it going to be moving towards me? Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. So that's that's it. But we call them Elmer Fuds. Uh, that's like kind of the term for you can you usually see again when you're right when you're like any guy who's listening to this has ever done it like public land, and you just see him and it's just kind of like this like oh you're gonna you're gonna get that deer on top of that old escort huh okay <laughs> and it's like very trashy. And you kind of go, okay, there's an Elmer Fudd. I just absolutely love the code uh, that is out there that exists between all of you. But I'll tell you this. Stop me right now because I'm probably um, – I probably look like an Elmer Fudd to a lot of people. Again, I'm very gentlemanly. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have any camo. I don't like it. Uh, I don't invest in deer piss. <laughs> I don't have any of the, the face stuff on because it's gun season. I don't think it matters. Uh, they're not close enough. Now, there's a lot of hunters who would absolutely disagree with me. Sorry, guys. It's fine. I wear these boots. Yeah, you're going to open up a can of worms. People are going to go yeah. after you. That's fine. I wear I wear these uh, Timberland boots, which I love, and uh, just, you know, whatever. And, I've guys, I'm sorry. I've had no problem seeing deer. I've had problem getting them, but I've had no problem seeing them. So that's, that's on me. That's on me. It just makes it a little bit more fun and uh, – I don't know. I'm thinking about investing in a bow. Well, I was going to ask you what the next it. what the next step is. Now that you're you're firmly entrenched where you are, but you're only going to get more into this stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just a nice time. And and I thought about getting a bird bird barrel and, and turkey hunting, even though that boy that could be a pain in the ass. I mean, you think that deer are hard to get? And you wait about getting a turkey, even though you see these turkeys all over the road. But again, we had our, we had our Tremont turkey. There was a whole uh, there was a whole website that's devoted right. to it. That's right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'll go on big trips. I don't think I'll, I'm. I don't think I'm ever going to be the guy to go out to Wyoming or Montana, and and mm -hmm. you know do that type of thing. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, boy, it feels nice to get that off my chest. I've kind of been holding that in for three, four. Years. I have, I know sometimes you'll 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 go on about something and you'll be like, oh, is Lima into this? I am really into this. Listening to you talk. I don't about know it. if anybody else is, but you know, it's my podcast and it's your podcast, so I'm gonna get it off my chest. I don't give a damn. Well, better this than, you know, talking about Baker Mayfield's contract. I know you were upset there at the end of the show that I <laughs> sprung that on you. I didn't think that was that controversial. That is, okay, What? explain again what you said. I said at the end of the show, because everybody's doing the, well, they signed this guy, they signed this guy, this guy. This, when are they going to get Baker Mayfield? Yeah. And a lot of people are hypothesizing, well, uh, did Baker make a secret pact with them? Sign everybody else, I'll be the last one, and we'll figure out what the cat Guys, that does not work like that. Uh, his agent is worried about Baker. Baker's worried about Baker uh, trying to make sure that, yeah, he'd, he'd like to have as good of a team around him as possible, but this is his chance. He might only get one chance at this. This is his chance 
to strike rich and provide for his family and his grandchildren and their grandchildren. Yeah. You know, this is it. You get one shot in the NFL. Most players get one. Uh, if, if you get to one. I mean, guys, think yeah. about Geno Smith didn't get to one. Think about Rosen. He didn't get to one. Uh, Darnold doesn't look like he's going to get to one. So Baker has a chance to get to this, and I don't think it has anything to do with, oh, it's going to cause strife between the team and and the player or, you know, look how ugly these things play out in public, and some of them, many of them, end up going public. All I'm saying is if you're Baker Mayfield and you end up from your set of circumstances to the number one overall pick and then your set of circumstances with Hugh Jackson, your set of circumstances with Greg Williams, mm. then with Freddie Kitchens, now this whole thing, we hope, after the Cincinnati game, you feel like you might have a chance to stabilize this thing for the long term. You've seen, I won't really talk about this much on the air, but you've seen what his wife has put out there on Instagram. Yeah. You've seen what people around him have put out there on social media. <clears throat> I'd be stunned if the Browns ended up going with any kind of a, I don't want to say low ball offer, but just whatever their original offer is, my guess is Baker's going to look and go, no. No, look what I have done. It's, really? It's when, when contract time is your time to be selfish. Yeah, probably. It just is a reality. It is your time. There had to be a time, Kenny, in your life where it's, it's, it's time to be selfish. Maybe it wasn't your first contract here. Maybe it wasn't your second. But eventually it's like, hey, this is what I provide. This is the value that I provide. I should be paid for it. Everybody, I hope that everybody in their life, gets a chance at that at some point to not just work for whatever the offer is. I hope at some point everybody listening gets to a point in their careers where kind of go, I got to focus on myself. Yeah, where they provide enough value to something, whether it's a company, whether it's a law firm, uh, in any way, that's the hospitals. At some point you want to be able to say, this is what I have done. Pay me for it. Right, and fair. this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's just fans are fans. And, like, you and I will never, no fans will ever have, you know, $20 million a year. No. And so we just go, well, what's what's the difference right. between $10 yeah. million and $20 million? And someone looks at you and says, well, you're, what, your great-grandchildren, that's what they'll think. And you go, eh, yeah, kind of. You know, and then part of, like, some of us are kind of like, I, I kind of brought this up before. and go, hey, that's on you. Okay? I, I, I can give you this head start, but I don't know. It's, it's still on you. To go out. You might be able to get something, but this is still on you. Like, I, I can't sit there. My, my great-grandfather can't worry about me right now. You know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So, I, I can get it where the fans – I just think that you're – if you're Baker Mayfield, the fans – if this drags out, the fans are going to be set up to uh, question a couple of things. And I think some – obviously some fans are, but, you know, maybe they'll get down the line there. Like, I just imagine, just to play this out, to role-play this, whatever, yeah. I imagine that – Let's say this season is Baker kicks it up a notch, okay? Still not elite or anything like that, but kicks uh-huh. it up a notch, plays well, plays close to what he did the second half of last year. Yeah. And let's say they don't get to the AFC Championship game. Let's say they just run into a buzzsaw. They yeah. just Maybe they win their first playoff yeah, game. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe it's a wild card. Maybe they don't win the division and they win their first wild card game and then they go on the road and they lose the next game. Okay, or they just go one and done, and they lose, and Baker doesn't play terrible, but he doesn't play great. Browns law firm, let's just say $35 million for the next however. Maybe it's four years. Maybe it's five years. I don't know. Maybe they offer him 35 Yeah. My guess is he's going to go, no, 42 
I just, gotta, yeah, you got I, I just imagine that is going to be the way it works, and I don't think you can crush him for it. He gets to ask for whatever he wants. If he wants to ask for well, seventy, seven, yeah, well, seven million dollars <laughs> a year over five years is still yeah. thirty-five extra million, and there will be guaranteed and, and incentives. Yeah. There's there's going to be a lot of that. No, I, I agree with you. I, fine, it's I mean it's your time. You know, no one's gonna no one's gonna cry you a river if you don't get it because you can always say, listen, it was my shoulder, it was my knee, it's my I played this, through all that, I played yeah. through all that, yeah. And frankly, if he does get to the playoffs, and right now it's still an if because we've had all these problems, and God, I hope that OBJ was the problem. But we'll big find Baltimore out. game tonight. Big Baltimore game tonight. They're all big. If he, but if they make the playoffs again, it's like, what are you gonna do? You gotta sign him. Let's go sign him. I mean, that's what you want on the quarterback. I need you I think sign a guy to, for yes. opportunities to get there, and I think that that has been lost in this discussion. Not necessarily with you. I'm not saying you. But I mean, even with myself, with fans, with everybody, like we're looking at Super Bowls and things like that. And it's like, guys, the the elite of the elite don't necessarily just fall off of trees. That's one of the problems that I have with what the Jets did. Like, you can't just tell yourself that's going to be the Nets' Patrick Mahomes. That guy has to go out there and perform first, and then we can start talk 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 about that. Because when they said, "Well, he works good in chaos. He works well with chaos. He does good in chaos." That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Are you just telling yourself that? Is that what that is? Because when you're in BYU and you have a great offensive line and you're really pay, playing not great opponents, because remember they had to reschedule all those things. So when you're not really playing very good opponents, I don't know how they scouted. I got to see exactly what he's going to be able to do. That maybe he's a, hey, maybe after the injury, like with Josh Allen, maybe he starts to get the nose up on the thing and they take off. I have no ill will towards Zach Wilson. Hope he does well, but I'm just saying that type of thought is scary. That's scary to me. And I think a guy like Baker Mayfield, I consider and go, is he Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes? Probably not. Is he Goff? Is he any of those other ones that the also rants? No. Is he a franchise quarterback? Yes. And I know I'm asking a lot of rhetorical questions here. He might be in that same conversation as Carr, Tannehill, even Cousins. Um, pick a couple other guys, I'm sure you could throw them in there. Okay, that means that doesn't mean you can't go to the playoffs. And maybe maybe here was in year four, maybe in six years instead of 10 years, we're talking about replacing. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sucks, but that's part of it. And I would still go, Hey, I still got six more great years that I can make the playoffs and, and, and make a run out of this thing. Cause the Nick Foles is the world too. Don't just fall off a of trees either. All right. I got one more thing inside baseball. Got an email here. You ready? Go ahead. Now we had said, cause we were going to share some inside stuff and then we didn't for two weeks because we just kind of forgot about, it. but I have the email here. I don't know how we got on this conversation. How do we get on this conversation in the first place? We're, like we're sharing trading secrets on something. Yeah, I can't remember what was like brought behind up. the scenes yeah. of some sort. Well, we enjoyed it. So Nathan sends us an email. Says, "Hello, boys." It's a long email, so I'm going to parse these words quickly. Uh, says, "I'm a longtime listener. Just listening to your podcast here was pumped when you started talking about inside radio stuff and introducing it as a segment. I think you guys are the top radio talents in this city, at least." And feel we're really lucky to have you guys on daily. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a down year for talent. I have a small group of friends who are avid radio listeners and send clips and make fun of shows or segments to each other all the time. This is my type of guy. Yeah, I like it. It started because we are in a lot of activity touring punk bands. We are in a lot of actively touring punk bands. And in the van, we'll just throw on Triv or Art Bell. This is before Triv passed, sadly. Um, or Art Bell episodes and whatever, and eventually just got hooked. They said we, he said we had a Triv spoof show on WRUW for years, and now we do a TV show loosely based off of that on Means TV. Well, there you go, Nathan. And then there's a lot here that's, you know, he's telling me the X's and O's and things like that. 
He says he's not a sports fan, but he likes to listen to the show, so that's oh, great. Oh, that's good. So here he goes. Here we go. My, my problem with modern radio is the hesitancy by local hosts to take shots or speak to outright rivalries with other stations or competing shows. In the 70s, from what I read, there was constant public animosity between hosts and stations, but as things have gotten more corporate, that kind of stuff seems to have buckled down. So that's why I really love the segment you guys did with Bull today. I know it's not true animosity, but you could tell there were real things that needed to be ironed out. I also love Les's tribute show where Riz called in to you guys, and then Lima returned the favor and made the crack about TLOD. To me, that's perfect radio. I know people like to think think society should be evolved beyond public competition like that, but it's all about entertainment. I guess my question for the purpose of the segment would be to just have you guys comment on the state of relationships between other hosts and other stations, whether you feel a palpable rivalry, also wondering if you ever could talk in a more standard format rather than all sports, and if you think sports helps perpetuate conversation better than open conversation. Thanks again. Sorry for the huge email on board at work. Nathan. Let's break that down for a second here, okay? Here we go. Oh, I have a lot. Of, I, have a lot I know. Of we only got like six minutes left, and I got to talk to Luke. All right. Says this question first is he wants us to comment on the state of relationships between other hosts and other stations. All right. Let me speak to this quickly. Um, you know, back in the day, there was a ton of ego, and there was a ton of money. I mean, guys Bingo. in radio were making so much money, so it created this jealousy. It created this. Uh, people were very sensitive uh, to that, and there was a lot of punching up, and there was a little punching down too, yeah. uh, which happened. Everybody will remember Howard Stern and the funeral that he would do in every city when mm -hmm. he would come in, and he would get number one, and he would take over. Uh, but in Cleveland, and there was an infamous story. We don't have to go into that. The infamous story yeah. of somebody – uh, cutting the power and out, but there, you know the the radio here in Cleveland was really good, and so shows like Lanigan, Webster, and Malone, and you know, eventually Malone, they held their own. There was a lot of philosophy of well, we don't in some circles we don't want to give a lot of time to this because we're not focusing on yeah. what we do or whatever. But that that back in the day, I mean, guys were getting fistfights, right? There'd yeah. be a lot of that. Now, I think what happens is people are so grateful to have a job. Mm -hmm. They also, it's such a small fraternity of people that actually do this, and they're out and about at a lot of events together. And then when you get to meet other people, you're like, I actually like that guy. Mm -hmm. I might not like the way he does radio or she does radio. Oh, yeah, we all take shots at each we other all behind that. our backs, yes. behind each other's backs about what we've done. But, but that's, that's the lay of the land. That's to be but, understood. But we're, maybe we're bad liars today because I can't lie and go after guys that I really don't hate them. I really don't hate them. Yeah. And maybe they were just better at that, and that was just part of the deal back in the day. Like, you need to crush the competition and hate the competition. We – when I started, I wanted to do that. And, you know, I got out and about, and I'd go to Cavs games, and I'd meet these guys, and I'm like, I don't hate them. I don't like the way they do radio, but I don't hate them. I don't hate them at all. And so maybe – I can only speak for myself – in that way, it just seemed like a waste of our listeners' time. Like, a few people love it. A few people love it. But if they don't even know about the competition, do you really want to alert no. them to the competition? No. Like, it's easy to get in it with Bull because Bull's not competition. He's in the afternoon and we're on the And we are competitive. Station. We are competitive. Of course we are. But he's not competition. And honestly, I some of the other ones I have not met. I have not met. It, they're different formats or they're different whatever. I, I haven't met them. And 
some people get upset with me about this. There are people that that certain media people don't like or fans don't like or whatever, and they've treated me well, so I don't want to sit there and bucket mouth any of those guys either. So I'm very difficult to Seth, it's not gonna be genuine. Up. Yeah. But there have been there have been certain times where I've gotten into it with certain people and and it's I think it's been pretty entertaining. Like Dave Lapham does not like me. Um Mike Silver does not like me. The, I mean, but those are one guy's a you know a, a former NFL player in, in the Bengals radio network, and the other one's a writer and I bet that so, type of stuff. I bet like I don't think it's really a big deal. I bet it'd be surprising to most people. Me and my personality, you would think that I would have these wars with with people, and I really haven't had. No. I haven't had a lot of that. I mean, John Feinstein, I took him to the task once, but he probably forgot about it two days later. Yeah, it, I've had John Feinstein on since. You and Dennis Dodd got into it. Yep. But those again, those are writers. Those are guests. I got into it with so, Jay Billis. I actually thought yeah, I, you did. I thought I I thought I stood my ground because Jay Billis is smart. He's a lawyer, oh, big time lawyer, smart dude. He's he's got success in in every which way you possibly can. And I went toe to toe with him. I thought I thought it was great. Keith Britton ended up getting Jay Billis on when I was filling in for Adam the Bull, and I was on with Dustin Fox. And I'm yeah. like, man, you really think you really think the NCAA is this evil? It's this bad. It's this bad for this many people because I talk to college athletes every day. They seem to be getting pretty good, pretty good uh, opportunities out of this. They're, they're, they 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 don't hate this the way that you think everybody should hate yeah. it. He got kind of upset about that. They did. I yeah. I think we get more into it with some of the other opinion makers, some of the other writers. There's a lot of things where, and this is just a total. He's gonna Nathan's gonna think this is a non-answer. This is the truth. I am very focused on Anthony and I and our show, and I just don't like worrying about other shows. I don't like worrying about any other show other than ours. Um, I listen to our station. I listen to Bull. Bull is very easy for me to work into a shoot, so that's something I take advantage of. Filipponi, I listen to Filipponi. Uh, Pony is a good friend of mine, and I am, am perfectly fine working him into a shoot anytime. It doesn't matter. Uh, I work the most contentious on-air relationships are with, usually with people who are good friends, including Anthony. Uh, if I don't talk about a person or I refuse to talk about a person, you can probably tell I don't like them. So that would be the one thing. Because I, I do think a lot about, am I saying the right thing or am I just being petty and small? Like, that's another thing. I don't want to stoop down to bad levels if I don't have to. I don't want to punch down on certain people. I'm not going to do that. And I also don't want to put punch up with somebody who could just very well just stomp me out or could get in my way in the future. I don't want anything like that to happen because some of this is based on relationships. And part of it is exactly what Anthony just said. We're all kind of thankful to be in this spot as it has gotten more corporate. It's it's a different medium than it used to be. So I think people are uh, I think people are more supportive of one another than they were in previous generations. I, I would just say one other thing as far as like a, a news talk. I, I have I've workshopped in my head how I could do the type of political and news reaction show that I want to do. And I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured out what would be able to build an audience. Uh, I do not think me. I'm I'm more liberal leaning. Yeah. And I feel like I do a radio show with my buddies every day who are all conservatives, and we scream at each other, and we love it. We love it. We don't yeah. we don't go to bed uh, furious or think the other side is out to harm babies or you know end the world and kill the poor. Like we we have great debates. We have great discussions, and we can't believe that each other think the way we do. And I'm like, I don't know that that show would be great. I, I think about that all the time. I almost think it would have to be, hey, let's put a – let's put a, and there are podcasts out there that exist, and some of them are successful, where you put someone who's left-leaning, someone who's right-leaning, you put them together, mm -hmm. 
but it's not angry radio. Hannity and Combs. It can't, in a way, in a way, but it can't be. It can't be. First of all, it can't be lopsided. It can't be one guy dominating the other guy. R.I.P. And it ha- yeah, and it has to be something where it's fun. Yeah. Like, but but we have a message. We have a belief system. We have an ideology. We get it out there, and that we don't leave at the end of the day feeling miserable about it. I don't know if there's a huge audience for it, though. I don't know. Well, I don't know I, that people want to get well, out this, of their echo chamber. This brings another one in here where he says, could you ever talk in a more standard format other than sports? Oh. Also wondering if you ever, if you thought you could talk in a standard format other than sports. Well, I, get to, I, I could do it. I could do it. I wouldn't like it. I could get the job. I wouldn't I, like it. And I, I think the worry would be it could start out with me saying, hey, you know what, I just want to get the other side. But it never turns out that way. Three weeks in, I'd be in battle mode every day, and yep. then I would be a lunatic. And I would start only looking at articles that would support my opinions and then commentary yep. that only supports my opinion. And then even if I would have the occasional guest that doesn't, that we that we jab here and there, and it would be barbs, it would start out innocent, and then it would get miserable because I would feel the pressure to try to prove them wrong and then only let people on the air that have my point of view. Yes. It would just snowball. If you go back and you watch – Sean Hannity, when he first started, it wasn't this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. If you watch Rachel Maddow when she first started. It wasn't that. It wasn't this at all. Yeah. It just, I think there is a way that it just becomes that way over time. There's a gravitational pull in that area, and it, it makes for, unfortunately, the type of political rhetoric and talk that we get today. I think there was a time And then could. I would want to run for president. I think there was a, t- <laughs> I think there was a time you could. I, I, don't, I don't think that. I think that that time has passed us. Um, I am Lyman and I have talked politics basically every we day. We talk every day. Politics. We talk politics every day with each other, and I think I would probably surprise some people with with where I stand mm. on certain political issues. Would I surprise anybody ever? Actually, yes. In a lot of ways, you have you have more common sense than you leave on lean on <laughs> on the air, which sounds terrible because it sounds like I'm on the other. Like, no, I I am I am a person who absolutely does not want to be painted in the same category as some of the some of the nut jobs who don't believe what they're saying on either the far left or the far right on any any television ever. And I could tell in 2 seconds. I could say uh, he yes. doesn't believe that. She I'm, doesn't believe that. I'm a very I, I try to be as pragmatic and grounded and as, as have as much common sense as I can. My problem is if if I did that, I guarantee there would be people who try to put me in these holes because that's what they're used to. And I think that would bother the hell out of me. It's the same thing. This goes back to sports. It bothers me with the same thing about Baker Mayfield. You know, I put those side-by-sides up on social media, and I said, people hear what they want to hear. We do the same thing in that that we do with with our politics now, where I can sit here and I can spend a whole segment ripping on OBJ for true things. You're just a Baker guy. And I could spend the next segment ripping on Baker, which are true things. You're just an OBJ guy. No, 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 no. One hand washes the other. In, in, Boy, in Republicans is... and Democrats, one hand, no matter what you guys want to believe, one hand washes the other on that stuff. This happened to me with talking LeBron on the national show. Exactly. Depending on the day. Exactly. People either thought I hated his guts or absolutely sucked up to him and this in every is, minute. This is, this is why I sit here and I go, no, this is Ken Carmen's point. This isn't a liberal talking point or a, or a overly crazy conservative right-wing talking point. This is Ken Carmen's. And that bothers me, and I don't want to be pigeonholed into that. When it comes to sports, honestly, like I can get worked up every now and then, and I have. I got to get worked up yesterday. But honestly, I can laugh because it's not supposed to be taken that terribly serious. And I like to laugh, and I like to have fun, and I like to ass off. And sports still allows me to do that. 
And I feel if I was if I was in, I could. I could sit there and, and have a great, big, long political debate with anybody. I've done it with Lima a bunch of times. I've done it with Kenny a bunch of times. I can do it. I can do it. I talk way more politics than I would ever let anybody know, and Lima's the only one, and Kenny was, and Owen are the only ones who actually know. And AA's starting to know. That's it. But I'm not going to sit there and get into it because, <sighs> frankly, it's just no more, no much, it's not much fun to me. It's not much fun to me. Sports is fun. Talking about Lima and his phone are fun. Talking about Lima and his sex is fun. <laughs> that he went from he went from going to the monkey. He went from going to the monkey to getting his final mow in yesterday. That's fun to me. Last and, one of the year. Yeah. Sitting there and, and, and bickering about who read over the infrastructure bill and who didn't is not very much fun to me. Not very much fun at all, even though it's a very important bill. Both sides have to get something figured out there, even though it seems like it's crossing the finish line. So there you go. Okay. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. That was a long one, wasn't it? We got the we really got the uh, the meat and potatoes on that one. Hope I have my phone fixed tomorrow. Idiots. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t